Clearshore presents Hacking for Defense, H4D at Stanford, Week 2, by Steve Blank. April 13th, 2016, at steveblank.com. We just held our second week of the Hacking for Defense class. This week, the eight teams spoke to 106 beneficiaries, users, program managers, etc. We held a DOD IC 101 workshop. Our advanced lecture was on the value proposition canvas, and we watched as the students ran into common customer discovery obstacles and found new ones. DOD IC 101 workshop. We started the week by holding a Monday night workshop. DOD IC 101. Our goal was to give the students with no military background a tutorial on the challenges facing DODIC in the current asymmetric threat environment, how the DODIC defines its missions and specifies the products it needs, how it accomplishes these missions, and how they get to their ultimate user. This knowledge will help the students understand the overall environment that their mission model canvas is operating in. We posted the slides and, more important, an annotated narrative for each of the slides. It's truly a landmark presentation. Even if you think you know how the DoD works, read the narrative alongside the slides. I learned a lot. Hacking for Defense, Week 2. The second week started with the eight teams presenting what they learned in their first full week of class. Team Capella is launching a constellation of synthetic aperture radar satellites into space to provide real-time radar imaging. This week, the team tested whether other beneficiaries, the Coast Guard and the oil and gas industry, might be interested in their solution. Great learning. Team Fish Reel is combating catfishing, where someone is impersonating a specific person or a person with a specific interest or an organization or an entire service. The team is working to develop a technique to score how likely it is that a given online persona is who they claim to be and how that conclusion was reached. The team did a great job. One of their big learnings this week is that their sponsor needed to proactively identify catfishing, including those outside their own networks. Team LTTT, Live Tactical Threat Toolkit, is trying to enhance the capacity of Foreign Military Explosive Ordnance Disposal, EOD, teams to accomplish their mission. The team is developing tech-informed options for these teams to consult with their American counterparts in real time to disarm IEDs and to document key information about what they've learned. The team did a good job in starting to diagram the customer workflow and intends to gain an appreciation for the ground user challenges in accomplishing these types of missions in this week's customer discovery efforts. Team Narrative Mind is trying to understand, disrupt, and counter adversaries' use of social media. Current tools do not provide users with a way to understand the meaning within adversary social media content, and there is no automated process to disrupt, counter, and shape the narrative. The team did a good job of starting to diagram the customer workflow and their understanding of how to prioritize MVP features. Team Skynet is using drones to provide ground troops situational awareness, almost the inverse of Team Guardian. 
Their mission model canvas had a ton of learning, and their MVP engendered a lot of conversation from those who've been in combat and who were familiar with the challenges of maintaining situational awareness under fire. Team Aqualink is working to give Navy divers a way to monitor their own physiological conditions while underwater, core temperature, maximum dive pressure, blood pressure, and pulse. Knowing all of this would give divers early warning of hypothermia or the bends. In the first week of the class, this team was suiting up in full Navy diving gear and doing customer discovery by spending an hour in the life of the beneficiary. They did their homework. Team Guardian is working to protect soldiers from cheap, off-the-shelf commercial drones. What happens when adversaries learn how to weaponize drones with bullets, explosives, or chemical weapons? This team is actively working to identify viable responses to these battlefield inevitabilities. And Team Sentinel is trying to use low-cost sensors to monitor surface ships in an A2AD environment. The team appreciates that the problem includes the sensors as well as the analytics of the sensor data. Really good summary of hypotheses, experiments, results, and action. Customer discovery and the flipped classroom learnings. After talking to teams in office hours, the teaching team meets every team for 20 minutes each week, and watching teams present, and then seeing a team send a sponsor an email that read like a bad business school sales pitch, we realized some students had skipped their homework and or still hadn't grasped the basics of customer discovery. As a reminder, we run the class as a flipped classroom. The lectures, the basics of customer discovery and the mission model canvas, are homework watched on Udacity and on Vimeo. It was painfully clear that many of the students hadn't done their homework. We plan to remedy that in our next week class, warning the students that we will be cold calling them to show us what they learned. Some teams did their homework and understood that customer discovery meant becoming the customer. For example, the team solving a problem for Navy divers managed to get the Navy to suit them up in full diving regalia. On the other hand, some teams thought that customer discovery simply meant interviewing people and building a minimum viable product. For example, we suggested to the team working on solutions for diffusing improvised explosive devices, IEDs, that to truly understand their customer needs might require them to get close to the dirt and some explosive ordnance disposal teams. Looking ahead, we have no doubt that this team will respond aggressively to instructor feedback and suit up in explosive ordnance disposal, EOD, equipment as part of their customer discovery efforts for week three. Stay tuned. Part of the student confusion about customer discovery was the fault of the teaching team. We normally hold a how-to-do-customer-discovery evening workshop but we got caught up in a tight spring break schedule and we punted this workshop to hold the DODIC workshop. In hindsight, it was a bad idea. We should have found a way to hold both. We will remedy that by giving an abbreviated workshop first thing next week in the classroom. All of these were problems we've seen before and we're course correcting quickly to solve them. But given the new form of the class, we had a few problems we hadn't encountered. First, some teams were stymied by the classified nature of the specific data sets they thought they needed to understand the customer problem and build MVPs. In every case, what they lacked was a deep understanding of the customer problem, 
which simply required going back to the basics of customer discovery. Second, a few teams were truly blocked by a few sponsors who were also having a difficult time understanding the role they played in customer discovery and required follow-up clarification by the teaching team and the H4D military liaison officers. Sponsor Education Learnings A few DoD sponsors believed they were not only the gatekeepers to the problem, but were the sole source of information for our teams. Given they were supposed to maximize the number of beneficiaries the teams were supposed to talk to, the teaching team jumped on this and rapidly addressed it. In another case, the sponsor so narrowly defined the problem that it was viewed by the team as providing incremental changes to a solution they already have. After discussion, the sponsor agreed that the team should focus on the realm of possible and how they would address the problem if there was not a current solution in place and in the process define new plans for how the solution could be used. In other cases, a few of our sponsors had difficulty generating the leads and contacts within their own ecosystem that were necessary to sustain our team's customer discovery beyond the sponsor's primary contacts. Ultimately, teams were required to interview 80 to 120 beneficiaries, advocates, and stakeholders, customers. This is a heavy lift if the sponsor has not thought through who those people are and where they will be found. Finally, one of our problem sponsors departed their organization and was replaced by an alternate. This created some lag time in re-establishing contact and effectively interacting with the team. Next time we'll designate a primary and secondary sponsor. The pace of this course requires this. For us, this was a good learning opportunity to understand the type of sponsor education we need to do the next class. Advanced Lecture Value Proposition Canvas The advanced lecture for week two was the value proposition canvas, finding product market fit between beneficiaries, customers, stakeholders, and users, and the value proposition, the product and service, in a DoD setting. Pete Newell started the lecture with a video from his time in the Army's Rapid Equipping Force. Pete used the video to take the students through a value proposition canvas and ask the class, one, who are the primary beneficiaries, and who are the other beneficiaries? And two, what's the value proposition to the sergeant, to the mechanics, to the base commander, to military engineers, and to the military vehicle program manager? Pete's experience-based vignettes and discussion helped the students appreciate the sometimes competing nature of the interests of a diverse array of beneficiaries. Lessons learned for week two. Teams are running at full speed. Running a flipped classroom requires constant management. Problems need to be vetted to ensure they can support customer discovery expectations. A customer discovery workshop needs to be held. Teams need to understand how to work around security issues. And sponsors need education and management. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We would like to hear from you, so please send your thoughts to comments at clearshore.us or visit us at clearshore.us. If you would like this show delivered to you automatically, you can subscribe to the Clearshore Podcasts on iTunes. Wishing you all the best until next time.